Hi guys, welcome to the third episode of Two Guys One Cup, the FPL podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm Shez. The intro you've just heard is dedicated to my co-host, Sham. For those of you who didn't listen to our previous episode, shame on you. I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, Sham has left me in the lurch. He's gone fooling around with Mickey and Donald in Paris. Get it right, Shez. I wasn't fooling around with Mickey. Minnie was standing right there, so I couldn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In any case, FPL was more important than a family holiday to Disneyland. And best of all, doing the pod means I can get a break from the kids. Uh, so anyway, we've got um, two days left till the season starts. Um, so let's crack on. Uh, Shez, what's on the agenda today? So we have transfers and injuries, talking points from the Community Shield, a game week one review. We'll go through our lineups as they currently stand and we'll finish off with your questions. So Shez, cool. do you want to kick things off with transfers and injuries? Yeah, let's go for it. So, uh, sorry, say that again. I said, I hope you've done your homework. (laughs) Well, I've tried to do my best. Um, I've been trying to keep up with it the last few days. So, I wrote these are the kind of the ones that um, I guess are most notable um, injury uh, transfers. Sorry. So, for me, we've got Rondon to Newcastle. He's priced up at six million in the game. Uh, We've got Gibson to Burnley. Uh, He's five million in the game. Uh, Vidra to Burnley also. He's priced up at six million in the game. Uh, 22 goals last season, I believe, for Derby. Um, did really, really well. So he's one to keep an eye out for. Um, Hart to Burnley at 4.5. The funny thing was with that one was that the transfer fee um, was less than what he's priced up in the FPL game at. <laughs> Which I found quite funny. <laughs> um, only three and a half million. So um, Chambers to Fulham. Uh, and he was on loan, so he was already priced up at Arsenal at 4.5. We've got uh, Traore to Wolves. Um, I don't think there's a price up yet for him. Um, We've just recently this evening got uh, Kovacic. Is it Kovacic, Shez? Is that pronounced right? Kovacic. uh, You're referring to the loan deal to Chelsea from Madrid, yes. Yeah, so he's not in the uh, priced up in the game yet. Um, and Coyote, Czech Coyote, 5 million to Palace. Um, and I think that's about it. Obviously, um, Courtois as well is leaving. Um, and we've probably got uh, what is left, actually. And we've got Kepa probably coming in. And I imagine he'll probably be priced at 5.5. Um, we've still got, you know, just less than 24 hours to go. And as we know, on deadline day, anything, anything can happen. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of the main transfer. Is there any that I've missed out there, Shaz? No, those are the main ones covered. I mean, from those ones that you've mentioned, do any of them become a game week one consideration for you? Possibly Rondon, but I mean, I wouldn't have chosen him anyway. Um, you know... I don't think his goal-scoring record is all that great. And Newcastle have got difficult opening fixtures, so it's a no yeah. for me. Yeah, the the only thing that I would say that's quite interesting is with Gibson going to Burnley, you'd imagine he would be a contender. 
So that really plays with the defence of Burnley in terms of, you know, whether or not me starts or Tarkovsky starts. And that that only becomes a consideration, not in terms of whether or not you would want him in, but in terms of if you've got one of those two Burnley players, are, are they at risk? Is the only thing that I would say is... is um, to bear in mind. Um, Callum Chambers could be an interesting one, not obviously to start, but one to keep an eye on because he's he's quite a good player. I, I rate Callum Chambers quite a bit. Uh, depends how Fulham get on. Yeah, and he's he's only 4.5, isn't he? And I heard he's actually ready to go straight in, as in he'll probably be starting game week one. Yeah, so that, that'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to injuries then. So, and I guess these with these, we don't know how long they're going to last. These are kind of just, um, you know, doubts for game week one. Um, they may end up playing game week one, but th- this is kind of the doubts that we have or that we've read up on. So um, if you are thinking of putting any of these players in for game week one, just do your research and just make sure that they are playing. Um, so picked out um, a, f- a few. So we've gone through each club and then just kind of the notable ones in there. So uh, Arsenal, you've got uh, Kasalniak. I think, am I pronouncing it right now? No, Kalasinak. Kalasinak, that's the one. Coca-Cola, let's just stick to that. Uh, <laughs> um, and Monreal, Ramsey and uh, Koscielny. So that brings up real doubts with their left back in terms of um, Arsenal. They, they don't have a recognised left back now who they're going to play with. Um, if neither of them can play, Man City will be able to exploit that. Um, and then you've got um, uh, Bur- yeah, Burnley, Pope, Heaton and Wood. Um, obviously, you've got Hart in there. Um, that's probably going to be taking Pope and Heaton's place for a little while. Bournemouth, you've got Aki and Stanislas. Stanislas is just a walking injury all the time anyway. Um, Brighton, so their new signing... And again, says I don't know if I've got this right. Johanna Kabash. <laughs> Are you making up names now? <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure I know how to pronounce it either, but I think it's something along the lines of Jahan Bakash. Right, okay, there you go. Uh, and uh, Murray, um, those two. Uh, Cardiff, uh, no injuries. Chelsea, no injuries. Uh, just, just to go back to the Brighton, uh, yeah. I know you mentioned Jahan Bakash is injured, but his um, record... In, uh, in the Dutch league was actually really good. It was really yeah. prolific, but I'm not sure that means much when it, it comes over to the Premier League. But he yeah. is one to keep an eye out on at 7 million. Um, you've got Palace, you've got Scott Dan, uh, Everton is Holgate and McCarthy, uh, Fulham is their new signing, Alfie Mawson. It's priced up at 5 million. It's a bit much for me, to be honest with you, for a Fulham defender. Yeah, Fulham uh, defender, yeah. yeah. Uh, Huddersfield, um, no injuries. Leicester, Johnny Evans, and Madison. Now, Madison is quite an interesting one. I, you know, I know a few people who have been tipping Madison. So just get, you know, double check to, you know, maybe check out Ben Dinnery and the injury on Twitter. He's really good with um, injuries. Um, just check to see that he's definitely not playing. Um, Liverpool, uh, Lalana and Matip, uh, City, David Silva and Danilo, uh, United. Um, by Herrera, Valencia, and Dalot. Um, Just with United. Um, so by and Herrera took a knock in the last game, but I would expect them both to be fit for game week one. Uh, Valencia and Dalot are both definitely out. Cool. Uh, Newcastle, Lejeune. So I think he's out for the season, actually. I think I read somewhere that he was out. Uh, Southampton, we've got Cedric Suarez. 
uh, Spurs, Wanyama, Lamella, Sissoko, Dembele and Dyer, basically their whole team. <laughs> um, Watford, Delefeu, uh, Chaloba, Chaloba, yeah, Chaloba, Decore, uh, um, West Ham, Carroll, Lanzini and Reed, and Wolves, nobody. So, anything you want to add on injuries? No, that's. Uh, I think that's quite a good summary. I wasn't actually aware of some of those, um, but I don't think any of them impact my current squad. So that's all okay. Yep. Cool. So, Shez, do you want to go through Community Shield and kind of what our lessons learned? And I guess as well, has your team not not necessarily as your team changed, but are there kind of thought things that we should be thinking about after watching it? Like, are there now? Ch- um, City players that we're now considering or Chelsea players that we're not considering because of the result. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, first of all, my team hasn't changed, but it has reinforced some of the selections that I did make. So, I wasn't sure about Mendy's fitness, but the fact that he started um, is a good indication that he's likely to play game week one. He was making some good attacking runs, which again is another positive from that. Uh, Bernardo Silva looked very, very good. And I think uh, Pep came out after the game and he said that it's now Bernardo and 10 other players. I mean, there might be a slight exaggeration, but he, he ran the show. He was incredible. My only uh, concern with Bernardo Silva is that he's playing that second line of attack um, in sort of that central midfield area. So he's going to be playing deep. And as soon as David Silva's back, he's likely to be um, a rotation risk. So he's more of a short-term punt. So at 7.5, yeah, it might be worth a punt, but I not for me. The only thing is, though, this is what I was thinking as well, like the second line of attack, but did Mahrez or Sané give you enough to want to put him in, though? So I had Mahrez in initially, and I've still got him in. Um, now, I don't think he played particularly well in the sense that he had a few chances um, and he was a bit away, so his control let him down at times. But the thing that has kept him in there for me is the fact that he was getting into those spaces. Um, and he's going to be playing on the right wing and the right of the front three for City. And they've got Arsenal away in the first in game week one. And bearing in mind that Arsenal have no recognised left back, that could be something he could exploit. He's 0.5 cheaper than Sané. So for now, he's staying in my team. Okay, so I've taken Morris out and put in Silva, but when we go through our teams, I'll kind of talk through why and what. Like, I'm really not sure. Though. That's one of the positions that I'm really not sure about. Okay. Uh, anything so, we could take away from... Well, just the other point there on City was I was sort of umming and ahhing with Aguero. Um, I, I told you I want to have Aubameyang in my team after game week two. Um, and they're the same price. So I have now brought Aguero in. It looks like he's on good goal-scoring form. Yeah, he took his chances well. I'm sure he'll get chances against Arsenal. And then from game week two, they've got a good run of fixtures. Again, with Aguero, it's just the rotation risk, which is the the only thing that's putting a slight doubt in my mind. Yeah. Um, In terms of the game itself, you know, City dominated. In terms of possession, it was only 53 to 47, but it did look a lot more than that. Um, but I guess once they sort of got that second goal, they sort of put the brakes on slightly. In terms of shots, City had 18 shots versus Chelsea's five. Nine of, 
nine of City's uh, shots were on target, as opposed to Chelsea's two. Um, in terms of saves, keeper only had to, the City keeper only had to make two saves. Chelsea had to make six. So the one thing to note there is, you know, I would expect City to dominate possession against most teams. And so there is the potential of clean sheets there just by virtue of the fact that no one's really going to be shooting at their goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those were sort of the main... Chelsea's team, in terms of what... Was there anyone that you that you think we should be considering from there or not considering from there now? Well, Sarri's selection, his 18-man selection was quite interesting because someone like Emerson wasn't selected, which means that Alonso is the first-choice left-back. Yeah, but he is playing at left back and not left wing back. So yeah. priced at six point five for me, that's he's overvalued there. It's, yeah. it's just too high for consideration. Uh, the same with Aspilicueta as well. I mean, Chelsea were outclassed during the game. Morata looks short of confidence. You know, you and I were both you know heaping praise on him last week, saying you know he's a must-have, but. You know, he looks so short of confidence at the moment. And so that's the reason I've taken him out of my team. Um, you know, he wasn't getting much service. Granted, they were playing against City and City will blow most teams out of the water. Um, but I think it's going to take a bit of time for things to click into place at Chelsea. So at the moment, I don't have any Chelsea assets. If I were to consider anyone, maybe hudson Adoy is a short-term punt. He's only 4.5. Uh, or Pedro the other side at 6.5. But I would expect both of them to possibly be replaced once Hazard and William come back in. Yeah. yeah. Um, When's Hazard back? Do we know? Probably, what, game week two or three? or I would expect him to be back game week two. He's already training again. So once he's got sort of a couple of weeks of training in him, uh, fitness up, he should be back. Um, the interesting one is the keeper. So they're, they're signing Kepa from Bilbao um, and he might go straight in but again that'll probably be at 5.5 and I'd probably want to stay away from the Chelsea defence I mean Davi Luiz he may be great at free kicks and he may provide some attacking returns but he just cannot defend so no. I I will be staying well away from Chelsea at the moment let's see how they get on if things improve then yeah there may be a few players who become a consideration let's see how Hazard um starts the season once he comes into the team uh, but from now no no City assets um, Man City like I said I, I think when we, me, you and I were discussing them we both agree that they are the team to beat this season again um, so I've gone for a maximum of three City players and that is Mendy, Mares, and Aguero Yeah see this is the interesting thing right so uh, I've been listening to a couple of pods this week and everyone's saying you know Man City triple up is you know must have and I agree 100% now the interesting thing is a a few of them have gone double City defence and then Aguero and and I get that to a certain degree because actually in the midfield you just don't know who to punt on at the moment because you don't know who's going to get subbed you don't know who's you know going to start who's going to be playing well it's kind of uh, an unknown unknown at the moment um the only problem with doing that and and having double city and aguero is if one of them starts firing it's very difficult to bring in a midfielder because you have to make a double switch 
Um, yeah, that's a fair point. Take the city defender out and then bring in a city midfielder, you know, at least two, um, unless you wait off until wild card and then do it then. So I did want to have double city defense, but I just wasn't sure whether or not it's worth it because if someone starts firing in midfield, you probably want to bring him in quite sharpish. Um, that's an interesting point, but. I mean, if we look at the City midfield, you're right. Most of them are rotation risk, including the forward line. The only players who I would expect to consistently be playing week in, week out are Kevin De Bruyne and Fernandinho. I think yeah. Dav- yeah, Silva... He's not starting at the moment, is he? No, he's not. He's not. And Fernandinho which provide, doesn't provide much in terms of FPL. Yeah. Um, because even Sane... I mean, I would expect Morris and Sterling to be rotating on the right wing. But if Pep said that he might play three at the back at some points during the season, and if he does that, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mendy playing as on the left wing, and there's a left wing back, and that yeah. uh, Sane could be dropped then. So they they are all uh, you know a risk there. So that's why I'm not sure, kind of, and, and, and you know, similar situation with Liverpool. Um, do I go double Liverpool defence um, with Salah, or do I go double mid, Liverpool? Uh, you know, go with sing, double mid uh, Liverpool mid and uh, Robertson. You know, similar kind of situation. You know, at the moment for me, it's you need to triple up on Liverpool and you need to triple up on City. I, uh, I agree. I agree. But with Liverpool, I think it's a little bit easier because I'd expect their attack to remain fairly consistent. You would yeah. expect to beat Firmino, Salah and Mane for most of the season. Uh, there might be some rotation in the uh, midfield three behind them. But I would expect the forward line to pretty much remain and be playing the same the same three every week. Yeah. All right. So, should we move on from the Community Shield? Yes. Shall we? Are you ready to do a Game Week 1 review? Sort of provide... Um, some predictions in terms of what we think is going to happen yeah okay cool so let's go with all right so we'll do it in order of the matches so um we've got first game united and leicester on friday night you're going to the game aren't you i am so we bloody better get a result i'm predicting seven nil to leicester in that game <laughs> We're talking about Liverpool West Ham here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, United Leicester. I, I would imagine United would get, uh, you know, a two nil, three nil win there. And I'm not sure it's going to be that convincing. I, I I'd expect United to edge it. Um, I think Leicester are still missing some of their key men, Vardy and Maguire. They've lost Mares over the summer. United are playing at home, but then you hear about all these reported issues sort of problems in the dressing room, Pogba, etc. So you don't know what sort of impact that will have. I would I would still expect United to edge yet. And I would expect Sanchez to be the key man. Uh, what about defence? I'm not sure United will keep a clean sheet. Oh, uh, really? Mm. I mean, it's likely they will, but it depends. It what depends. the back four? What do you reckon the back four is going to be? So the back four should be Domian and Shaw as right and left backs. And it should be Bailly and Smalling 
But Lindelof did start against Munich, so that could be the one surprise that Lindelof replaces Smalling. But otherwise, why, why is still a doubt? Is he? I thought it was a doubt. He he had a knock, but he should be fine to start. Okay. Um, so we say Sanchez the main player after United in that game. Sanchez. Sanchez, yeah. he's, he's been playing well pre-season. He's had a summer off and he looks fit and ready to go. Would you consider putting him in your team? Because he was in my team a lot, of, a lot of the week and then I just recently took him out. Oh, I wasn't sure. The problem is United under Mourinho don't score enough goals. And at 10.5, you've got other players. You've got Sané at 9.5. You've got Mahrez at 9. You've got uh, Mane at 9.5. And I'd expect City and Liverpool to outscore us considerably. Yeah. So, value wise. Yeah. So, no, I think he, he might, you know, do well in game week one, but at 10.5, I think there are other players I'd like to have ahead of him. Okay. Cool. So, moving on, we've got the 12 30 kickoff on Saturday um, Newcastle versus Spurs. Um, so this will be an interesting one. Spurs are missing a lot of their um, players, aren't they? Um, the yeah, last well, I mean, game that they had, they rarely—I don't—I don't think anyone massive was playing other than Ericsson and Son. And Son, I think, is only going to be playing game week one, and then probably and he's going to the Asian Games. I think Mora played as well. Um, so I think they're going to struggle a lot for the first few games until all their stars are back. Yeah, I mean, they've got a few away games as well. Uh, so they've got, it's going to be difficult for them initially because they've got injuries. They've got all their World Cup stars who are just coming back as well. I think it's going to be a tight game with Newcastle. I wouldn't be surprised to see Newcastle getting a draw out of this. Um, key key man in this game? It, well, for me, it's got to be Ericsson, Spurs and potentially Rondon for Newcastle on his debut. I know he doesn't score a lot of goals, but um, I think Rondon's one of those players that if he gets chances, he scores. Yeah. Um, and, he, you know, at West Brom, I don't think he's getting many chances. That's the problem. Um, and I think that's what it was. One just quick thing I forgot to mention about the United-Leicester game, which was interesting. So Rashford came back, didn't he? And he played the last game and was playing in the striker position for you guys. Do you think, yeah. that, do you think that he'll be starting their game with one? Yeah, I think he, you do. Uh, he, what, seven playing. million? Seven and a half million? He's seven, I believe. Yeah. Um, he'll be playing up top with Sanchez and Mata on the wing to support him. But, you know, he's only just come back. So, no, not for me. Also, Lukaku will probably replace him in game week two. Yeah. Okay, so it's probably not worth it. All right, so, um, yeah, sorry, I just remembered. Um, so, let's move back to Newcastle Spurs. So, what what do you think here? you think it'll be a draw? I think it'll be a draw. Spurs might just edge it, but it's going to be a very tight one here. So, key men here, Ericsson. Um, have you thought about Ericsson for your team? I had, him at, I had him in at one point, but with Spurs missing so many players and he's playing a little bit deeper at the moment, yeah. He's playing as one of those three in central midfield. So, not for me now. I mean, if I was taking a punt here, it would be Mora. He's looked good in pre-season. He's 7 million. You know, he's playing quite far up, supporting Lorente. Yeah. 
So he's he's the one that I'll take a punt on. Cool. Right, then we've got um Bournemouth versus Cardiff. Uh for me this is really like attack versus defence. So Cardiff were quite defensive and um Warnock is quite he's a manager of Cardiff, isn't he? Yeah, he's a very defensive manager generally. Um and Bournemouth attack. The thing is Bournemouth always concede shit loads of goals, but they score a lot. Yeah, uh, they can't they can't defend at all, can they? I mean um, but they do score goals. I think this will go one or two ways. I think Bournemouth will absolutely destroy them. This could be a 3 0. Or Cardiff will keep it really tight and they could just nick it. Yeah. So I, I would say key men here. So King's quite a really interesting one. Actually, we can talk about this a little bit as we're talking about Bournemouth. So um, obviously, over the weekend, pre season, I think Bournemouth scored five goals. And King scored two. Um, and a lot of people are putting King in their team now. Uh, I put him in myself. Have you put him in as well? Yeah. I, have. I was considering him and I was um in an R and I wasn't sure. And, um, he's just one of those players that, I don't know, it puts me off a bit that he plays behind the striker. That's the only thing that puts me off with yeah, but but he's on penalties as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so one guy I really like from Bournemouth and is in my team at the moment is Frazier. So he played at the weekend, got a goal and two assists. He's uh, at 5.5, isn't he? In 5. midfield. Yeah, so I put him in, in my team. Um, I really like him. Last year, he got nine goals, I think it was. Um and Bournemouth have a really good run of fixtures the first four or five games. So I really want to put a Bournemouth player in. Um, I could go for Josh King if I wanted because I've got money that I could do that. Um, but I don't know. I just got a feeling. I feel like someone like Ryan Fraser could be better value at 5.5 in midfield. Um, so for me, key men are, I think, Josh King and, and potentially Ryan Fraser. Um, I'm not really looking at anyone at Cardiff. I can't see where they're going to get golf. No, Bobby Bobby Reed. They got. Um, he had a really good um, season last year in the championship, but I don't know whether or not he'll be able to take that step up. Um, no, they haven't really strengthened, have they? I would expect them to be sort of be the whooping boys of the league. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, moving on. So Fulham versus Palace, London derby. Um, this. Game, I think, has got goals written all over it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I actually really want to watch this game. Um, I'm not sure what time I'm coming back from Manchester, but if I can, I'm going to try and catch some of this. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. It'll be interesting to see how Fulham sort of set themselves out, uh, just to see how Zaha performs as well. But I think you're right. I could easily see this becoming a 2-2 or something along those lines. Yeah, the the only, the only thing that I'll say, like Palace defensively have been a lot better um over the back end of last season. Um but you just never know with them. Um the funny thing with the Palace defence is it feels like in every price point they've got a good option. I would say yeah, that you know like so you know you look at four point oh you got Wampasaka. You look at four point five you've got Tompkins. You look at five you've got Sacco the bonus points magnet. You look at five point five you've got Van Arnholt. Like every single 
layer, you know, every single price point, they've got a good defensive option. And I think, um, you know, at one point I'd like triple Palace defence. <laughs> Obviously, I think can't go with that. But at the moment, I've got um, double Palace defence. And I'm not sure, like, I think this game will be quite interesting to to think about, um, you know, to decide whether or not uh, is worth keeping on long term. Who, who are the key men for you here? Do you think Mitrovic? Mitrovic and Zaha. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've got Zaha on my team. I've had him in pretty much from one of my early drafts. I think he's going to have a great season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he starts off. Um, Palace don't tend to do great away from home. So it's going to be a challenging game for them. Um, and with the promoted teams, you always get one promoted team that goes on a run at the start of the season and tends to do well. So it'd be interesting to see whether that's going to be Fulham or Wolves. I don't think it's going to be Cardiff. No, no, I agree. Um, I think the other thing to note from this game is, uh, obviously, you've got Kamara, who's priced at 4.5. He's in like 10% of teams at the moment, I guess because he's the cheapest forward, um, or one of the cheapest forwards. Um, now, when they signed Mitrovic, I didn't think that he was going to be playing at all. Um, but the last preseason game, he actually played on the wing, Um Sessegnon was on the bench, wasn't he? So is is it only a case of Sessegnon going to replace him? I think Sessegnon played left back. So Uh, no, he was on the bench. He didn't start the game. Oh, did he not? Okay. No. So I wonder whether that was just rotate preseason rotation. So again, that that would be interesting to see whether Kamara actually starts, and if he's got over ten percent ownership. If he doesn't, is that a potential price drop there? Yeah, Yeah, it will be. Yeah, it will be. No doubt. Okay. Right. Next, we've got Huddersfield and Chelsea. Um, so, Shez, what's your thoughts on this one? I would expect Chelsea to win this. Uh, but like I said, it's going to take a bit of time for Sarri to get the team playing the way he wants them to play. Uh, so, I, I can see them edging this as a 1-0. Uh, in terms of who's going to score this, it could be anyone. I mean... Morata doesn't look like he could score an open goal at the moment. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, we saw him against City, so most strikers will struggle there just because they don't get many chances. Um, Huddersfield are not bad at home. So I would say it's going to be a tight game. What are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I really like, when I watch the Community Shield, I really like the look of hudson Adoy. Um, four point. But, but that's just sort of a one or two week punt, isn't it? Because as soon as yeah. back, it's going to be long term. I think, but it depends. You know, if he play, if he plays the first couple of games and he smashes it, and play, you know, he's not going to replace Hazard. We know that, but he could fit in somewhere. Um, if yeah, he it could potentially, I mean, if Morata's not doing anything, then I wonder whether Sarri would consider putting Hazard as an, a false nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not something he typically does, but I suppose if he's got to go with what he has. And so, that, that yeah, you're right. I mean, if he does start off the season well, you know, he scores a couple of goals against Huddersfield, then it becomes difficult to drop the kid. Yeah. Um, I think the other interesting thing in this game will be to see how Chelsea's defence get on, as we saw in the City game. Um, David Luiz had a bloody shocker, didn't he? So... Um, 
whether or not they're just kind of on the edge now or not because of that. Yeah. Cool. Shall we take a quick break, Sham, and then we can do the second half? Yep, yeah, cool. Okay. All right. Welcome back, guys. So, uh, we've got the second half of the pod. So, I believe we're at, we just finished Huddersfield Chelsea, uh, and we're at Watford Brighton. Is that right, Fizz? That's right, yes. Cool. So, Kim, uh, we're going for, what do you so I think this could be a tight game, 1-1, something like that. Yeah, to be fair, this is not a game that particularly interests me. This could be <laughs> a, a bore draw. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Brighton are decent. Brighton, you know, decent. They've got Pascal Gross, who I'd expect to be the key man in the game. Watford are not bad at home. So, yeah, 0-0 or 1-1 here. Yeah, I think the key man for me here is gross. Like, if Brighton didn't have such a terrible opening, like few game of you know few games, um, gross would definitely be in my team. I think he's definitely the talisman for Brighton, and he's one to watch. I think from game week eight, they've got a really good run of fixtures, um, and I'm definitely going to be considering gross. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on here. Um, Watford as well. Um, Delafeu injured. I don't really know who they've got attacking wise. Like Dini and Gray. Like Gray had a good um, preseason, but I don't know. They just Gray's one of those players. He always has a good preseason, but just does nothing when the season starts. Yeah. No. Let's move on from this one. This is just a bore. <laughs> All right. Um, so more interesting game now. Uh, Wolves Everton. So yeah. um, five thirty kickoff. So. Everton, new manager, a few new signings. Wolves have made some signings, just come up from the Championship. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Haven't they they renamed their team Portugal? (laughs) (laughs) They do have a few Portuguese players in there. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how they get on. Um, I've seen a few people tip them to win this game. I don't think it's going to be straightforward. Um, But again, I can see goals in this one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think one of the things that strikes me here is Everton defensively have been terrible in preseason, um, but they've got a really good attack. Um, Wolves, interestingly, they had a very good defense last season. Um, is it going to be one of those where you like a, a Cardiff type team that they hold their defensive shape against an attacking team um, like Everton? Richarlison, how will he do? Um, and how would he fit in Walcott as well? I think I think we've got a few interesting, you know, picks here to to check out. Um, don't know whether or not they're going to start Baines as well, um, or that new left back that they've signed. Yeah, uh, Wolves and you know J- I know Jota's in a lot of teams. I, I don't know if he's in your shares, but um, he's in quite a few teams. And for me, I, I was considering him, but I think. At the moment, you just don't know with Wolves how they're going to do. Uh, they've signed quite a lot of players. Will they be able to take on how they did last season or will they kind of crumble because they haven't got a team gel in? Just don't know. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how, how this match pans out. Um, key men for, for me are definitely Richarlison, considering he's in, I think, 15% of teams now on Jota. Um, I don't know about you, but those are the two for me that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, I mean, they were both in my team 
at one point, I still had Richarlison. The reason I took out Jota is just because I don't know how Wolves are going to do. So I'm going to wait to see to see if they essentially do well. If they're having a good start to the season and Jota's getting a few goals and assists, then I would probably bring him in. Um, score prediction? Um, I'm probably going to go for... I think this will be maybe 2-1 Everton. You reckon Wolves? What do you reckon Wolves? I'm going to go for 2-1 Wolves. Yeah, I think it'll be 2-1 Everton here. This one. Um, How that pans out. Yeah, right. Moving on. Let's go for Liverpool West Ham. Well, this is going to be an easy 3 0 victory for West Ham, I think. (laughs) (laughs) How how much have you been drinking in Paris? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this. Every time we play Liverpool, we get battered. And um, especially at Anfield, I, I can't see this going any other way, to be honest with you. I think we will score. Um, but I can easily see a 3-1, 4-1 win for Liverpool here. Um, key men for me are Arnie and Salah. Um, you know, see how that pans out. What, what about you? I'm going to go for 3-0 Liverpool. Um, and I would expect their forward line all to get involved. I'm going for one for Salah, one for Mane, one for Firmino. Interesting. You, you don't even think West Ham will score? No, I don't. Fair play. Right, uh, let's move on to Southampton, Burnley. Oh, this got boring game and another boring game. Um, yeah, Southampton are awful at the moment. Have you seen their pre-season? Yeah. Having an absolute shocker. Yeah, do you know what? I don't know. Mark Hughes is just such a shit manager, isn't he? Like, I really don't like him. Um a couple of interesting things like Chaz Austin is like an FPL legend, isn't he? Like I remember when he was at QPR, he I think one season he had like twenty three um, returns, like eighteen goals and five assists or something. And yeah. I don't know, I always just like want to turn to Austin. He's only six million, but with with the way that Mark Hughes sets his team out, you just don't know whether or not he's going to start. You don't know how they're going to perform. They're just an unknown, just because. One week they can be shit, and the next week they'll just win like four nil or something like that. You just don't know, right? Uh, Burnley, very defensive team, as we know. Um, but is the Europa League gonna hinder their performance in the Premiership? Um, possibly. Um, we don't know how they're going to be lining up when the, with the new signing Gibson as well. In terms of in defence, um, I really don't know here. I'm, I'm probably going to go for a one nil Burnley win. What about you? Yeah, I think Burnley will edge this one as well, just because Southampton have been so poor pre-season. I'm not a big fan of their manager. Um, Suarez is, Cedric Suarez is injured as well. I mean, I think, yeah, I would expect Burnley to edge this one, but yeah, I would be surprised if this was a nil-nil as well. So, Anyone in Southampton's team that you're looking at? No. No, they're going to get relegated this season. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty de- decisive on that one. <laughs> um, right, and then the final game is Arsenal City. Big game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think this will be a really interesting game. Um, I'm going to go for... It's going to be 2-1 or 2-2 City. Uh, well, 2-2 a draw or 2-1 City, I think. Um, key men for me here um, that I'm keeping an eye on is Aubameyang. 
and um, Aguero uh, and, and just see how the midfield does as well. Um, you know, with Bernardo Silva and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go for City here, but I am really interested to see how Arsenal do. Change of manager. Is uh, Unai Emery going to actually bring about some sort of change? I mean, obviously City is going to be a very difficult fixture for them. But under Wenger, you always felt they had sort of a soft underbelly. Um, and so it's just whether they actually put a fight in here and, you know, they're really combative and in City's faces or, you know, or they're just the usual Arsenal and they crumble. Um, I think there'll be goals here. Yeah. I think both teams will score here, um, but I think City will outscore them. I think the other player that I'm keeping my eye on is Ozil. He's been in my team in and out and... Um, I think he's going to have a really good season this year. Um, yeah, 8.5, isn't he? So yeah. I think he's one definitely to consider and keep an eye on. Okay, cool. So let's move on to the next section. Is there anything else you want to add for the Game Week 1 reviews? Preview? No, no, that's fine. It'll be interesting to see how uh, results actually go. We can sort of review our performance or you know, our, our uh, guesses against uh, the actual results. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, so let's go with our team. So, Shez, do you want to start with your team, where, where you're sitting at, at the moment and kind of what positions you're on and on about and who's locked in for you? Um, so, I've still got Alisson in goal. That's remained fairly consistent over the sort of the last week or so. Um, I've still got Robertson... Mendy and Shaw as my back line and Mendy was the one that I wasn't too sure about but because he started the Community Shield I'm fairly confident that he'll start game week one uh, Salah Richarlison who I had in previously, Mares, again he'll be in my team initially it just depends how he performs and also he's got the rotation risk and then I've gone for Lucas Mora as my punt Interesting um, 7 million Spurs will create chances I know their squad is severely depleted with injuries and World Cup stars coming back but he's got an opportunity um, and so he's the punt I've gone for and then I've gone for Aguero, Zaha and King up top and on the bench? on the bench I've got Hammer uh, Cheap Keeper I've got Tompkins and wan of Palace and at the moment, I've got Lennon, but that could change. So there's still maybe three positions which are up for grabs in my team, which could potentially change. I'm not entirely sure about King, Lennon, and maybe Shaw as well. Just because I'm sure once Ashley Young comes back, he may lose his place. And I don't want to have to be wasting transfers because of that. Okay. So, Morris is locked in for you, yeah? He is, yes. Interesting. Right. Anything else you want to add to your, on your team? No, let's go through yours. Okay. So, I've gone uh, Fabianxi in goal starting. Uh, we haven't got the best of starts, but um, I think he'll rack up the save points in this one uh, for the first few games. Um, and then I've gone for a back three of Mendy, Robertson and Patrick Van Arnholt. Um And then got five in the middle. So Frazier, Salah, Mane, Bernardo Silva, Richarlison. 
um, and Arnie and Aguero up top. Um, on the bench, I've got Stecklenburg, Kamara, Wambasaka, and Peltier um, for Cardiff. So going to start. Uh, I've heard a few people mention his name, but uh... yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's. He's. He's played. I think four out of the five pre-seasons or three out of the four, something like that. Um, Wambasaka's been starting. Um, Kamara's probably the only one that may not start. Obviously, Stecklenburg probably won't start. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Do we know if Pickford's back? Well, he will be back, whether he starts or not. Is that's that's an interesting one. So you know, I could start him Stecklenburg against Wolves instead of Fabianski against Liverpool. That kind of if if Pickford's obviously not going to start the game. So I know after that Pickford's going to be starting. So yeah. that's um, that's not the consideration. But uh, yeah, so that's where I've gone. So for me, the places that are up for grabs. So I was very much set on Patrick van Aanholt in the team, and then kind of been reading a few things and listening to some stuff and people saying like for your defenders the main priority is obviously clean sheets rather than thinking about attacking returns mm-hmm. obviously attacking returns is good but think about clean sheets first um, and then attacking returns after and that's the thing with Van Aanholt it's kind of he's in my team for his attacking returns and not his clean sheets so he's kind of you know, I'm I'm kind of considering whether or not I want to swap him to maybe a buy or someone like that. Five point five. And um, the other thing to note as well is I've got one point five on on the in the bank. Oh, okay. So um, I've got you know maneuvering around. So other consideration I'm thinking is taking out Kamara and putting in Firmino and taking out Mane and putting in someone else. Um, that's in my mind really not sure at the moment um so i would say mane's position bernardo silva's position um and kamara's position are up for grabs and vananholt so kind of four positions where i'm not sure about at the moment other than that i'm pretty much locked in okay uh, interesting yeah all right um... Cool. So just before we move on to user questions, I was looking at the bookies odds in terms of um, goal scoring. So Salah's obviously the favourite at 1.57 to score at any time. Next, you have Aguero Firmino at 1.91. And do you know who else is also at 1.91? Let's see if you can guess. Uh, I'm pretty sure you won't be able to. Can you give me a clue? He's a striker. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you give me a team? <laughs> well, if I give you the team, you'll know who it is. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Just tell well, me. Uh, it's not a top six team. Um, fuck, Tosin? No. I don't know. Tell me. Charlie Austin. Interesting. See, that... that, that... That I could see happening. That's what I mean about Southampton. You just don't know, right? I, I was really surprised by that. Yeah. But then, again, but then again, I'm not sure, you know, it's, you know, they've put Lukaku at two. Lukaku's not even going to be starting. So, yeah. But anyway, I just thought I'll mention that to you quickly. Uh, have you got the questions ready? Yep. Yeah. So we've got three questions this week. Okay. Um, 
the first is from at Peter Ovington, uh, big listener to our show, um, asked loads of questions to us a lot, and I've been speaking to him back and forth. Sounds like a really nice chap. Um, so his question is around Salah, um, and it's considering his price tag. So it's kind of like a two-part question. Okay. How, how many blank game weeks would it take to A, him to lose captaincy and B for him to lose a place in the squad or your squad. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll address them separately. So first part of that, well, I'm not sure I'll be captaining Salah every week anyway. Uh, game week one. Yes. He's most likely going to be my captain, but game week two, they're away at palace. Um, and if I've still got someone like Aguero, who's at home to Huddersfield, that I'm not sure Salah would be my captain. So I would be looking at the fixtures on a weekly basis and then making my captain decision based on that. So for me, that's not relevant. I don't know if that's any different for you, Sham. Yeah. Uh, Well, for me, I would say um, I'm probably going to captain him almost every week. Um, I don't see the point of having a £13 million player and not captain him. I think it's yeah, a waste. Yeah, but the, it's not the value of the player that should determine whether you captain him or not. I mean, you know, if he scores one goal in game week one and Aguero scores a hat-trick or way to Arsenal or something like that, are you still going to stick with Salah? Um, yeah, I probably would. Um, look at his ownership. His ownership's over 50%. Yeah, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned about ownership. I'm going to do what I think is right to an extent. And so I think you need to look at the fixtures... And I, I and I think Palace won't necessarily be an easy game for Liverpool. Yeah, see the Palace Liverpool game I was looking at quite interestingly because um there it's always high scoring, quite high scoring between those two. So I could see like a three one, three two something either way in that game. Um so actually you probably will captain Seller in that one. Okay, uh, fair uh second part of the question, how long he remains in my squad? That depends on a number of factors. Um, Aside from his own performance, it depends on how other midfielders are performing as well. So if someone like Mane is outscoring him, or, you know, if he's scoring, Mane gets a brace in game week one and Salah does nothing, and it goes on for a couple game weeks, then I would probably replace Salah with Mane, especially because Mane looks like he's on penalty duty. So it would take, what, two weeks only? Um, I'd probably leave Salah in... It depends. It depends if there's any price drops as well. And that's the only time when ownership, for me, becomes a consideration. Um, Maybe three weeks. If Salah doesn't do anything in the first three weeks, when they've got relatively easy fixtures, then he might be out. But it depends on, on what other midfielders are doing. You know, if someone like Kevin De Bruyne comes back and he starts firing, then that could impact my decision. So I I probably, well, I'm 90% confident I'm not going to take up Salah until my wild card. So I might consider it after when I do my wild card um, to okay. reset the team. But before that, I, I can't see myself doing it. Okay. So... All right, that, I think that pretty much answers that question. Doesn't it? Um, right, next one is from at Bra- Bracton TB. So it's Thomas Bracton, Bracken, sorry. Um, 
Robertson or Trent Alexander-Arnold plus one million, do you think Trent Alexander-Arnold is rotational? So it's kind of a two-part question there. Okay. Um, so, um, so we both have Robertson. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason why I went for Robertson is because of the risk with Trent. Um, he is a million cheaper and if he starts the season and a few weeks in, it looks like he's playing every game, then I might potentially make that switch. But initially, I want to go for a sort of a tried and tested team. Robertson is pretty much nailed on to be starting left back. There might be some rotation with Moreno later on in the season. But aside from that, I'd expect him to be nailed on to be starting. So Robertson, for me, I think you're running the risk with Trent. They've got Klein, who before his injury was a starting right back. Uh, they've got Gomez that can play there as well. So unless you're desperate for the funds, I wouldn't risk it. No, I agree. I, I, I agree with that one. I think he is rotation risk. Um, Klein's been playing a few games pre-season as well, and I think they've been switching, and you just don't know who he's going to start with. So I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, it was uh, also interesting because Liverpool played Torino yesterday. And the back line that started pretty much looked like a second string back line. So they had Moreno as left back. And interesting, Trent was the one that played at right back. Right. So it could just be just to get his fitness up. But if that's an indication, you know, of a potentially second string back line, then there will be rotation with Klein. Cool. And the final question is from ELYS3. Um, do you think any City mid-slash-forward players are worth value despite the rotation risk? That's the first question. How about Bernardo after Pep said, uh, right now, Bernardo and 10 players more? Absolutely. City scored loads of goals last season. They're going to score loads of goals this season. You need to have City coverage. You know, no, you, I... are, you are going to be running the risk that there may be some rotation, but the fact is they're going to score so many goals that if your rivals in your leagues don't have them and you don't, you're going to get hit. Especially if people are captaining someone like Aguero and he gets a hat-trick, you're going to suffer. So you've got to have some sort of City coverage. I think we mentioned earlier that I think only Kevin De Bruyne and Fernandinho are the ones that are nailed to be starting every game. Although if Aguero starts scoring, he he plays well, then he could keep Jesus out of the team. Um, but you've got to find a way of getting some sort of city coverage. Yeah, because I agree. Um, I think season, um, you know, it's the same thing that they had all the rotation and stuff last season, but still Sterling and KDB and Sane were amongst the top scorers in, in all FPL points. Yeah. So regardless of their rotation, how, you know, how can there be such a massive rotation risk if they're still high up? Like, they are going to miss games. You're just going to have to deal with that. But they will still score you points um, overall. And I think that's my thoughts on that bit. Well, I think it just emphasises the the importance of having players on your bench that will actually come on and at least score you a few points. Yeah. Especially if you're going for City players. Um, And then the second part about Bernardo... I think you mentioned it earlier. I think we mentioned that earlier. I mean, I think he's playing a bit too deep for me. Um, so he might get the odd assist, but I don't see him scoring too many goals. So if I was going for City coverage, he's not the player I'd be looking at. 
And also, also okay. you know, as soon as David Silva's back, there's going to be some rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's pretty much everything covered for this game week. Just a few things that I just wanted to mention, um, shares unless there's anything else that you want to. So um, we've decided to pick a, a team um, just for a bit of just a bit of laugh and banter, just to see how it gets on. Um, called No Champs League, um, and this is a team with. Um, basically no teams from the top four. Um, I haven't got it in front of me now, but I will post it um, up on our um, Twitter page just so that you guys can see how we're getting on. We'll treat it like a normal team because we can't pick any from last season's top four. Um, and then every week we'll make transfers and do the wild cards and all of that stuff with it. Just see how it gets on. And we'll, uh, that team will be entered in our league as well. Um, so you can see how we're getting on with it. Um, if you haven't joined our league, um, the link is on our uh, Twitter handle and a bio there. Um, we have decided to do quarterly prizes. I think we've got about 70 entrants so far, shares, which is really good. Um, so we do quarterly prizes um, and that'll probably be like a mug or something like that with our logo. We've got, I think you're in the middle of making one, aren't you, Shaz? That's right. Um, so we'll put a logo on there and... Um, there'll be a prize for the winner as well. We haven't decided what it will be yet. Um, but join our league and enjoy the fun with us. Um, we are available on Twitter at FPL2Guys1Cup. Um, Shez, is there anything else that you wanted to add? No. Good luck, everyone, for game week one. Yeah, can't wait. The season is finally upon us. Uh, only two days to go. Um, so have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the football. Um, feel free to like, share, retweet our podcast um, links. Um, write a review as well, because the more people that hear about it, the more people that can learn about our pod. Um, it's really great. We, you know, we've had loads of listeners recently uh, and followers on Twitter, and we really, really appreciate all the new followers and support from you guys. Um, so have a fantastic weekend and we will speak to you Shez when are we putting next week uh, like Monday, Tuesday something like that yeah it would be earlier on sort of towards the start of the week reviewing game week one cool alright so uh, we'll see you next week okay goodbye everyone